Hello and welcome to 1111 with Kirsty Olive. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting to a fellow coach, Sharon Redmond. Me and Sharon have known each other for a long time now. And in actual fact, Sharon helped me to change my life. She was instrumental in my own transformation journey. And in this episode, we are going to explore why that is, how we met and how much both of our lives have changed in massive, massive ways since then. Um, me and Sharon really are each other's cheerleaders because we've, we both know where we have came from because a few years ago when we met, we were both at very different times in our lives. So it's amazing for us to be able to share our journeys with you, but also the change that led to these transformations in our lives. We also begin to talk about the womb healing retreat that I recently held here in sunny Spain. Sharon came on the retreat and it was amazing for me to be able to share that with her and for her to be there. It was such a full circle moment because actually years and years ago, like you're going to hear in this podcast episode, Sharon was instrumental in the change and transformation that was to happen in my life. She really impacted my life in a huge way. So when she came on my womb healing retreat recently, it was amazing for me to be able to then give that back to her and to be there at an important part and to facilitate an important part of her own journey and transformation. So we dive into the womb healing retreat and into the experiences that we both had during that time. So um, stay until the end of the episode hear how you can connect with Sharon further I will put her links in the description I also as well you might notice during the episode that I'm laughing and getting distracted by the young puppy that I have at the moment we recently rescued a little puppy buddy and he decided to wake up during the podcast and bark chomp at my toes start chewing wires all of the things that are very young male puppy would do and um I was going to edit it out but then I thought do you know what that's just real life and that happens sometimes and it was actually kind of funny so instead I decided to leave it in so just to give you a bit of forewarning that that's what happened um and apart from that just enjoy the episode we ended up talking for way longer than we planned because we were having such an amazing conversation and it was really nice um to be able to kind of discuss those things with Sharon and I know that you will really benefit from hearing it so enjoy so welcome Sharon and thank you so much for joining me I'm really excited to finally get you on the podcast of course it's my pleasure hey, for everybody who's listening this is Sharon Redmond or I coach <laughs> as we think of you on social media. Yeah. Would you like to just introduce a little bit about yourself, Sharon, and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm a leadership and personal development coach. So I work in the space of empowering people when they're navigating change, helping them take the stress out of that. So to embrace change and uh, take the stress out and not and beat the overwhelm. So that's basically what I do. Amazing. Um, and I think that actually leads really well into, um, I think it's a good idea to share a little bit about the story of how we actually met, how we know each other. Totally. Because as I explained to you recently, Sharon, you have had a huge impact on my life. Um, so we actually met when we were doing our coaching certificate, um, our coaching program years ago. 
And at the time I was in my corporate job. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was good at my job and had a career progression mapped out and I was on good money, but I was just, I was not happy. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I realized how unhappy I was at the time. And it was, we were doing our coaching yeah. certification together and me and you got paired up right. to, for you. It was for you to coach me yeah. for a few sessions, wasn't yeah. it? And so that's how we met. And it was actually at this point, the reason I had actually went to the coaching program was to become better in my managerial position that I was so in funny. in my corporate job because yeah. I had a team of I think it was around 12 people at the time and the managing method that we used within the company was very kind of um top down managing which yeah for me I knew that was there was a big disconnect there I knew that wasn't the right way I knew there was a reason it wasn't working so I joined to do a coaching certification and that is where we met. And that is when my life just totally uh, derailed and changed forever. Oh it's my so goodness. interesting because it's like night and day. Oh my like goodness. For both of us, for both of us. But I think Absolutely. As, a, as an outsider, I have, I have experienced your, your transformation. So I can really lean into who you were then and who you are now and, and, and I've experienced your transformation. But what's so fascinating is I remember that so clearly. We were doing the Wheel of Life and you were like the only area you rated yourself a nine or a ten. And you were like the only area where I'm happy and I know, um, you know, I'm going to improve and it's I'm all about it is in my career. And when we looked at the other areas, you were like, but everything else is in the toilet. But I'm OK with this part. And how ironic it turned out that, you know, the the what brought about the transformation was recognizing that that actually wasn't. Uh, where you were aligned it actually wasn't what was going well it's so interesting and to your point we can't see it for ourselves like I'm also a different person like I was wandering around going exactly the same I'm going to do this coaching course because I burnt out of my career and I'm going to qualify and I'm going to be a coach ha 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 universe had other ideas in mind Oh my goodness, like that was just the kind of the beginning, the, yeah. the route that sparked off like serious, serious life changes for both yeah. of us. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember on our first day, I remember one of the lecturers saying to us, like, this is going to change your life. If you take this program seriously, if you take this course seriously, yeah. um, the tools and the methods and the sparks that are going to be ignited it will change your life like yes this is about you coaching other people yeah. but through going through this process it will also create huge changes in you and I was like oh yeah I'm so ready for this like <laughs> but I had no idea and sh I mean she was so right yeah same she was same so right and it was when you fed that back when you said that to me recently at the retreat I was like oh that's right but I was all bright and shiny and enthusiastic because I was like, this is, I've always been fascinated by personal development of my people, but I was like, this is a gateway to a new career. And this is a new chapter 
well, for sure it was a new chapter. But I realized it was going to be the catalyst to dismantle everything in my life. So it's so interesting, the two of us arriving all bright and shiny with our intentions set up and knowing what the plan would be. And here we are a number of years later in a totally different uh, setup. And I, you know, I love that because I feel like it's really like a symbol of what the spiritual or self-development journey is. Mm. You know, like we have this plan and we have yeah. this idea of where we want to go and what we were going to do and how it's going to work out and even how we're going to get there. And then totally. it's as if like the universe just comes and slaps you and says, well, that's not happening. But this is happening instead. And it turns okay. out to be so much greater than we could have even imagined for ourselves because there's no way that back then I was envisioning, you know, holding womb healing retreats and holding womb healing practices online for hundreds of women. Like I just couldn't have, even in my biggest dreams, like I couldn't have imagined that that was going to be what was going to happen. Yeah, same. I just thought, you know, this is one area that I'd come out of a job that I burnt out of and uh, my experience was oh it's toxic culture and part of it was toxic but I just thought it's this one piece of my life and I'll get that set up and that's going to have a knock-on effect on the rest of it and all is well with the world so talk about in my wildest dreams I hadn't even got to my wildest dreams my wildest dreams were that I would have a career that I loved a job that I loved and that would niche and sit neatly into what I had uh, expected would be my future yeah and and it's like night and day and what's interesting because I will share this I was having a conversation with the coach who met me when I was on leadership and uh, we hadn't spoken in about a year and a half and she's like you've changed so much Sharon and I was like really and she said yeah last time we spoke and so she was saying you know what I had declared last time we spoke and she said and now you're saying you have this all and more and I was like I never thought of it that way because I sometimes, I think we're all guilty of this, look at the external successes and and get into judgment about, I don't have and I don't have and I don't have. And we don't go, wow, but my mind is blown. Look what I do have. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Totally. Totally. And I think that's that's really the power of coaching as well, is that it can really help you to maybe like see a different perspective on your situation, see things in a different light, or even just like what happened in my case, like when we did that wheel of life, which I mean, because that worked so well, you know, I'm like, everybody needs this tool. It's just, it's amazing. And it is, I still do it on myself every six months or something, you know, Um, because it really helps to give you that perspective. Because for me, I genuinely was like, yeah, I'm coming here to improve in this position so that I can get a promotion and I yeah. can up and, you know, work on my own development, but also help the team. And it was just so far now looking back, that mm. was so far disconnected from who I actually am and from what actually like would be good for me in my life. Yeah. You know, and now I'm I realize that like just because that path is laid out very easily in front of me doesn't mean that that's the path mm. that I should take. And I feel like a lot of people maybe get caught in that. Like yeah, kind of just going from one thing to the next because it 
it's it's happening it's unfolding like oh well i'm good at it i'm getting the promotion i'm on good money so that must mean this is the right yeah and and you're getting the external validation because even when i questioned the, the, the career I had been in, what I heard from external was, oh, but you're on great money and oh, but, oh, but, and oh, but. And a bit like you, well, I was so, I was so in the pattern and I thought, yes, this one thing is going to bring me the success and this is the thing to focus on that I didn't actually realize. Um, and, the, and this is a bit of a journey, like how disconnected I was, that I was in that hamster wheel, that I was doing what's expected and I was in that, um, and it's not to make anybody wrong who works in corporate or does that kind of work, but it was for me when I really were, when I really started on this journey. And when I look back now, I'm like, I didn't. I, who was that person? Who was oh that my person? God, seriously, same, same. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how I actually even did that. Like because now I have no doubt that. If I had to go into an office in a corporate environment tomorrow and sit yeah. down at a desk for eight yeah. hours and manage a team, I yeah. like I just wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Like yeah. I just couldn't. It's like my body, my mind, everything now, like I'm so different that I just there would be too much like friction and irritation and mm. overwhelm and disconnect, you know. Yeah. Well, for you, I mean, I think it's so obvious in your very being, in 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 how you are in the world. It's like you know, you were. It's like you were smaller. It's like you oh, were yeah. shrunken and smaller and tight, and now you're like this big, beautiful light energy out in the world. It's it's literally night and day, isn't well, it? Think about like when we first met at coaching. Like I even remember very clearly that I was very like nervous very yes. anxious very yeah. internal like kind of keeping myself small yeah. like even when we'd get paired up like to get paired up with somebody else I'd be thinking in my head like this is my worst <laughs> fucking nightmare <laughs> <laughs> like and I, I'd dread those parts you know because I'd be like I work better just being able to do it on my own and I don't want to have to pair up with people because I yeah. just be so self-conscious and mm. so nervous about it, you know. Whereas now I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll be the first one. I'll go first. I'll pair up with everybody." Use me totally. as an example. Yeah. Pick me. I could go first. Pick me. Pick <laughs> me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's interesting to notice how, like, this obviously was the me all along that I was just kind of hiding and suppressing and yeah pushing down and I remember talking about this when we were on the retreat because I used to for example go somewhere on a weekend to an amazing spiritual retreat or something like that yeah and I'd come back into work on a Monday morning and so all of my team would be like so Kirstie how was your weekend what did you get up to yeah and like I'd be thinking in my head, like, okay, well, I drank ayahuasca in a sacred <laughs> ceremony. I met angels who came and healed my body. But how do I explain this to my team? So yeah. do I just tell them, oh, I was doing yoga and not, yeah. you know, like, yes. how on earth do I even begin to explain that? Um, and it's funny because there was times where like I'd be chatting to people in there and I'd be telling them I'd. I'm going off on this retreat and stuff. And some of the people in the company 
Um, like, you know, that the even senior management and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, Kirsty, how did you get on at your medicine retreat and stuff? <laughs> and they'd be interested in it for me. But yeah. it was it was like these two worlds were so far apart. Yeah. Um, and I, I was it's as if I was like being somebody else all day at work. And that doesn't mean that like I was intentionally no, of course like, not. being fake or anything. Yeah. Like and I still like I was I was being as real as I could, but I mm. was just hiding so much of myself in order yeah. to be this um, you know, professional manager oh, yeah. person. Like and and now I realize that actually, because what I used to think at the time was I'm really good at this, you know, and so that must mean that like this is the right thing for me to be doing. Oh, same. Yeah, and it was through the coaching that we did together that I realized actually, why am I not using these <laughs> leadership skills that I have and this drive yeah. and focus that I have yeah. towards like my own passions and my own business rather yeah. than somebody else's. I wouldn't even call that somebody's dream, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could call like financial services somebody else's dream, but just somebody else's business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting. Buddy. <laughs> Buddy wants to join in. Ah, yes, I don't blame him. Bringing the love. It was really interesting um, yeah. for me to notice that. And yeah. I want to actually share with everybody who's listening the question that you asked to me that really just, it's, interesting how because we read so much about this when doing our coaching program and certification that like it's all about asking powerful questions yeah yeah and that it's not about like finding the answers for your client it's not about giving them advice it's not about figuring it out for them it's about asking them powerful questions to help them like mm gain a deeper understanding or a different perspective or to learn and grow and so the question that you asked to me sorry everybody who's listening I've got a very young puppy here <laughs> he's very energetic um so the question that you actually asked to me was we were talking about the wheel of life and mm. these different sections on the wheel of life so for anybody who doesn't know what the wheel of life is it's basically a tool that we use in coaching and for each section on the wheel is a different part of your life so there's a part for career a part for your significant other a part for fun and recreation health and wellness uh -huh. and you go around and you rate each of these sections of your life you know like how satisfied or happy are you with that section and like Sharon said the only section that I <laughs> oh said yeah I you were on a 10 yeah was my career I said it yeah. was a 10 it was going yeah. amazing now I realize that's because I was putting all of my energy into that one part of my life and neglecting all of the others because of yeah. that. Um, and so as we were looking at this wheel of life and I was talking about my passions and I was telling Sharon that actually I've been doing for years different certifications and personal training and stuff yeah. like that um, to build up these skills because one day I'd wanted to do that as like a side job is what I called it at the time. Yeah. And you asked me, um, well, what would you do if money wasn't a question? 
And I was just like, it, it was as if you had just like slapped me in the face with this question. And I actually, it almost like shocked wow. me because wow. it made me, I'm actually getting goosebumps thinking about it because it actually just like stopped me in my tracks. And it really surprised me because I had never thought of it in that way. But all of a sudden in that moment, I realized I yeah. actually don't give a shit about my yeah. <laughs> Now that I think of it, a quick reframe here from my ten. <laughs> I demand a recount. But think about that. Like I had just marked yeah. that as a ten. This is the only part of my life that I'm really happy with. Yeah. And then in one question, I realized, oh, I actually don't even care about this part of my life yeah. at all. All I cared about was the money. Yes. The only reason that I was there in this job mm. was because of the money and the financial security. And, you know, they kept offering me like more money. And so it's hard to leave in that situation. Totally, you know? totally. Um, and when when I did decide to leave, everybody told me I was mad. Of course. Because I was leaving that like financial security and job security. Mm. Um, But for me, this was now at a point where my job had become so unbearable because I had been through this process with our coaching program and yeah. learning different skills. And it got to the point where my job had become so unbearable for me that I had to leave. Uh, like there was something mm. deep inside of me that was like, I was so irritated being there yeah. because I was like, this is bullshit. Like this <laughs> is just not, <laughs> like I was even getting, like I was turning into a person who I wasn't. Yes. You know? It's the behaviors that that, it's how you see yourself show up and it's the behaviors and it that can be really jarring that you're like, who is this person? This is not me. Yeah. Like I was getting so like irritated and mm. agitated and I like any little thing that would happen in the workday would really like yeah. just layer on top of that, you know, and I was finding myself getting like quite snappy you know which is just it's not me like I'm not that type of person and um I was feeling so drained and so it got to the point where it became so unbearable that I was like I'm just leaving I said to Stewie I was like I'm handing my notice in tomorrow <laughs> like it was that sudden yeah, yeah and I was just like and actually what had happened was I had been working from home for a couple of weeks and then I went back into the office for one day <laughs> And wow. I came home and I said to Stewie, I'm handing my notice tomorrow. I was yeah. like, I just, that's not for me anymore. I can't yeah. do it. Um, and everybody told me I was mad. But I had then gotten to that place where I had so much belief in myself. I was like, I can do this. Like, I will make this work. Like, think of, I was thinking like all the shit that I've been through. Yes. And I've made it work. Like, this is going to be a piece of cake, you know, like, I will make this work. And so I left. And that was the start of, like, just, I can't even put it into words, you know, like, as we were saying at the beginning, just how different my life is, but also just how different I am as a person. Like, that was the start of me, like, really reconnecting to, like, who I am and what I wanted yeah. and what would feel good for me in my life. Whereas previously, I was kind of going along with what I thought I should be doing. 
and maybe like other people's expectations and also a little bit the expectations of myself you know because like I'm just a girl from Wall's End so for me yeah. to move to Dublin and to get into this really amazing position in financial services yeah and to become a part of the management team and to be on that much money like that's a shock for someone like me from where yeah. I'm from in Newcastle you know yeah like that's a really huge thing so I think there was also that like, and that feeds into the fear doesn't it exactly like, I have this opportunity if I let this go will the financial security is this yeah. you know is this crazy we work against ourselves yes of course and people would also <clears throat> reaffirm that narrative for you Oh, not absolutely. that people would say who do you think you are but that you had this opportunity that you had this income that you had this financial stability so again it's on the outside or everything looks great yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing on the outside it did um but I definitely when I was at work I was definitely like forcing myself into keeping up this appearance and it's actually something that I'm so glad that I went through that because there were so many lessons in it because now I realize looking back that I was definitely um portraying myself within the workplace to be the one that can do everything and help everyone and to do all of the overtime take on all of the additional tasks yeah. oh you need me to manage two teams instead of just one yeah bring it on I can do it you know and but on the inside, I was absolutely crumbling, you know, like mm -hmm. my physical health was really, really bad. My mental health, um, I wouldn't say that was like my worst point for mental health, um, mm -hmm. not even close, actually. But like still, my mental health wasn't great because yeah. I was so, you know, stressed um, and frustrated. Sorry, he's just biting my toes as I'm talking. <laughs> This is your life now, Kirsty. <laughs> and you know what's funny? His he was asleep for ages, and as soon as we started the podcast interview, he decides to get up and stop barking and chomping. Of um, course, Woody, get off. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was just I was definitely trying to be like this person who can help everyone and do everything. Um, but the the effect that it was having on like my physical health, my mental health, mm. even on just like my relationship, because going home and being so exhausted from work, that you can't even be bothered to talk, let alone <laughs> like have a relationship, you know, yes. that's, that's yeah. not good. Um, and it's interesting now because from like that change, because prior to that, I had been doing a lot of like self-work and the healing and stuff like that. Um, and I had definitely already like grown and transformed so much, but it was that piece, you know, like leaving that job and like yeah. setting that almost like boundary with everybody and, and saying like the financial security is not the most important thing for me in my life. It might be for you, but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and kind of putting myself and my needs first, even when it was really scary, was like the biggest lesson and the biggest healing experience for me. And it was that that is, buddy, stop it. And it was that that um allowed me to have this life now, yeah. you know, like little did I know 
that taking that step to leave yeah. that job that I was unhappy in would lead me to living in Spain and like being able to work from anywhere to be able to yeah. hold womb healing retreats in Spain you know like all of these amazing things um but it was like everything else in my life then just fell into place from making yeah. that change so from our first session sitting in the cafe at the top floor yeah. in Dundrum Townsend yeah. And I remember being like, you know, all like stressed and what's this going to be? And I'm not sure I can, you know, I, I can I can remember who we were yeah. in that space. And isn't that so like you have literally you are literally living your best life. You have literally um, done the full shift into empowered relationship. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of times people say and, and that's what my friend said to me. Oh, you know, you've changed. But I think it's that. Basically, we just become more and more ourselves and sound kind of woo woo and kitschy. But that's literally what happens. You stop being who you think everybody else wants you to be because it's exhausting and you start trying out little ways of being yourself. And then you get validated by different people potentially for being yourself. And then you go, OK, this is OK. And slowly and slowly until you look back one day and you go, that's a massive transformation. But I've done it bit by bit, piece by piece, because I exactly. think people think you just got to implode everything, move to Spain the next day, set yes. up a business, you know, <clears throat> and and then people get scared. They go, oh, I can't chase my big dream because, you know, I've got to blow everything up. And it's it's really when you look back that you go day by day, step by step because of that one decision, decision, exactly. you changed everything. Exactly. It was it's almost as if like that one decision was the beginning of like a big unraveling of different totally. parts of my life and of myself. And I think it's really important to note that what you've just said, because you're right. Like mm -hmm. I've had people say to me before, like, I'm not ready to just <laughs> up and move to Spain, Kirsty. Like I want to have coaching, but I'm not ready to totally. like to leave my relationship and leave yeah. my job and move to Spain and stuff, yeah. you know. And it it's funny because I totally get what they're saying and where they're coming from. Um, and it's important to realize, like you said, yeah. it's, it's not something you don't have to blow up your whole life in order to do it. You just literally make like one choice mm. that's like, okay, this isn't working for me. So I'm going to change it. Yeah. And then you do that again and again and again. And you yeah. don't and have I to love that. do anything yeah. that you don't want to do totally or that it's you're just... not ready for it's just that as you make one mm. choice you'll then be guided to make another one and another one yeah and it's interesting because people say to me as well when you know when I'm coaching people or particularly when they just meet me and I share some of my story and they're and the same reaction as you actually that's so funny they're like well I don't necessarily want to you know make all the changes you made and I'm like <laughs> yeah it's not essential it's not my it's not my yeah. blueprint it's it's for you exactly. it's what's the thing that lights you up what's the next step you can take What's the small incremental thing you could do every day? But it, I'm actually glad to hear that people say that to you as well, because I was questioning myself and going, maybe I should tone it down. But it's yeah, it's that that people kind of think, oh, my goodness, if I start coaching with her, does she expect that I'm going to blow up my whole life or dismantle my whole life and, and change career and everything? And I'm like, no, you don't, no. You don't have to. You don't. Have yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. And I think like because a lot of people don't really know what coaching really means and what it is you know and as the coach it's really important for us to not have any expectations like yes we have like 
inspiration and motivation and encouragement for our client but we don't like have any expectations for them like this is their journey and we are there to guide and facilitate and inspire that but we're not there to like force them or tell them what to do or to get them to meet our goals and expectations like that's the total opposite totally and I think that's you know very powerful when you're able to coach in that space and and it's not about you and I think that's where you know where I think people don't understand coaching because unless they've experienced it same as I hadn't and I had no idea what it was and now I say to everybody it's one of the most powerful things and as you say it's the questions one of my clients said wow Sharon like when I look back you didn't have all the answers but you had all the right questions and I was like that's a brilliant way of putting it Um, and I think sometimes people go so I'm going to come to you and you're going to ask me a lot of questions and I'm going to do all the work and I'm going to pay you Mm, this sounds like a trick you know it does on paper sound like that but it's it's far more empowering for people because as you say, then they reflect on themselves. So it's not teaching you, it's not telling you, it's really for you to light yourself up and go, I would love to do that. And then support the person and cheer them on and, you know, have their back and that kind of thing. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what I've noticed is that is a really empowering way of working with somebody. Whereas when you're giving somebody advice or telling them, I think even, you know, when you tell people like, oh, this step-by-step method, you're just putting them in this box. You're telling them that like, I know what's best for you and this is it. When in actual fact, nobody knows what's best for another person. Oh, and I love that. I really feel like that's a a light bulb moment. I think that's a light bulb moment, Kirsty, because I think why there's this just coming up for me I think why there's so much power in it because our whole lives we're so used to doing what people tell us to do sit at the desk don't talk back you know we're 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 in school we're in education we're in a workplace so we do what other people tell us to do and so it's so empowering when we have that space and go oh you mean I I can I can choose and I think that's the secret sauce isn't it that so many people they have never had that opportunity no one's ever sat opposite them and go what would you like yeah. and and it can be as you as you say in your story it can be really the difference between a shift in their life where somebody's going do you know what I think you should do Kirsty? I think you should move to Spain and I think you should do it yeah. doesn't create the same impact because again I'm putting my expectation and my outcome on you and and through my lens whereas when you're doing it you're excited about it. And I think that's why that's what drives people into action, isn't it? And to taking the next steps and keeps them motivated. Absolutely. Because I mean, even as you're saying that, like I can see that, like if somebody's laying out uh, like a step-by-step body, body, it's just a piece of sellotape. <laughs> yes, buddy. It's just... <laughs> We've taped taped a wire to the wall so he won't do it. So now he's just barking at it. Um, it it's like having like a baby that yep. <laughs> can actually like run around and chew things and poop everywhere. <laughs> now, luckily, he's um, he's been very, very good. We leave the door just open all day and he just goes outside to use the toilet. 
Wow. Um, yeah, but you've just got to have eyes on him because he'll chew and he's teething. So he'll just chew anything that he can get his teeth on at the moment, um, including my toes. Ah. <laughs> so I have to lift my feet up off the ground. Um, but yeah, so what was I saying? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So when like when somebody lays out a step by step or a program for you and I've I've experienced both sides of this, like I've signed up to containers or to coaching spaces, whether group or individual, where the coach has said, OK, so this is what we're going to do. Week one is this week, two is this week, three is this. And I've just like frozen in fear and thought, OK, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like, I actually have ideas and thoughts and things that I wanted to help explore and resolve and figure out. But actually, this person's just telling me what their plan for me is. And that's like, and it literally just froze me. Um, And instead of being excited then about the process, I was anxious thinking, oh, am I going to get this done? And I need to sit down and do this. Whereas then being in a coaching space where it is like okay this is I'm just helping you facilitate your process yeah like I felt that difference in me like I'm excited now like okay so tonight I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this for my coaching session next week and like genuinely wanting to do it putting more time putting more energy and being excited about it because it's my thing and somebody is like believing in me and that's one thing that I said to you about when we worked together, when you were my coach at college, was that something that just really, really impacted me was just how much you believed in me and how much you were really genuinely excited for me. Like I could feel it, you know, like when I'd be yeah. coming in the next week and you'd yeah. be so talented <laughs> and I'd be then telling you and like I could see in your face, like yeah. how excited you were like for the changes that I was experiencing. But how exciting is it to to witness a, a human being becoming empowered and lit up and excited about their life? Like it, it it's that. So so of course that's exciting. Of course I'm invested. Of course I'm like cheering from the sidelines because I'm like, this is in, this is incredible. This is incredible. And if one person can do it, if you can ask somebody questions and that person can then change their life or create a different life for themselves, whatever success looks like for them, then everybody can have that. Everybody can have that. How exciting is that? So, yes, I was genuinely going, yeah. what has she done? What has she done? I can't wait. I can't wait. Because you came back and you were like, because you, t- you took the coaching as well. You literally went oh, away yeah. Yeah. and put it into play and then came back and went, this was great. This was great. And you gained momentum that way. And I love that. Oh, yeah, like I was was so excited (laughs) about like any of the tools and stuff and things that we were learning in coaching because they were just like I was shocked. I was taken aback by just like how such a simple thing could give me so much like perspective or insight or help me to see my blind spots or, you know, like over that kind of process of us working together like I just remember like so many different like thoughts and feelings and things coming up that I had just never witnessed before you know and I was like 
just amazed by it. And I, yeah. I just remember thinking to myself, like, I am not letting this, like, opportunity to, for me mm. to grow and evolve and learn to pass me by. Like, I'm not here just, which I thought I was in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I'm not here just to learn how to coach other people. Like, I want to use this as an opportunity to work on myself as well. Yeah. And that's something now that like I at the time when they told us we'd be paired up with somebody for coaching and stuff like I was like, this is just this is honestly the worst <laughs> thing imaginable. <laughs> I'm very relieved I did not know that. <laughs> I know, I know. But inside I was like, oh, this is my worst nightmare. But I mean, like I still, of course, did it. Yeah. Um, and it turned out to be like the best thing that could have ever happened because yeah like first of all like we had to be very vulnerable with each other to be able to absolutely yeah do that you know and like being vulnerable just immediately like opens you up you know like it's it's putting yourself out there and it then gives you back that like and especially when you share your vulnerability with a coach or with somebody else and then feel like I did from you their excitement and genuine Mm. like care and just happiness for you like there's just something really really magical about that you know and it's it's something that like really like the more excited you got the more excited I got and it was just like this energy wheel of like us both getting more and more excited about the things that were I love changing it. and happening yeah. yeah you know rather than an experience of like something draining your energy or feeling totally. like it's taking your energy or time this yeah. was the opposite it was like the more that we did like the more energy and the more momentum it was giving me absolutely that's how it works whereas you telling somebody to do that's what to do that's like a control thing and then an expectation on them whereas this is much freer isn't it yeah it's a, a much nicer energy to be in and I like I loved because obviously at the time I was so nervous about having to coach having to coach someone and be coached mm-hmm. um but now looking back I'm like oh thank god that we did that yes because it really really allowed me to like feel the power of coaching and see how it can actually completely change your life and it's a different experience than just learning about being a coach isn't it that that peer coaching and and to your point that unless you're in that position where you literally have to overcome that anxiety or that fear and be vulnerable and put it out, out there. But I think once you do that and go, this actually feels great, this feels better than that. Yeah. I think that that's what drives you forward and goes, yeah, I want more of that because this sucks. I've realized this sucks. And my 10 is not a 10. It's actually a minus 10. Yes, exactly. Now that I think of it, it's a minus 10. So not only was it a minus 10, but that minus 10 was also then affecting all of the other areas of my life, making them oh, worse. I, and I think when we spoke about, when I asked you about the other thing, I remember about other things, I remember you talking about your relationship and I remember you talking about, you know, hiking and the things that you and Stewie like to do and, and eating out and recording that. And like, I think as well, once you gave yourself permission to talk about those things that you actually really enjoyed, you realized oh something's off here because this thing that I love I'm not doing and actually I'm getting resentful and I'm I'm getting annoyed and upset and 
to your point, irritated, which is not how you're supposed to be in the world at all, Kirsty. Like exactly. that's not how you show up at all. Um, so it was so interesting when 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 we started to talk about those areas. And and you're right, that's why the wheel of life is so powerful because we go around, we're just in our heads, and we're like, oh, this is good, and this is good, and this is good. And sometimes we get a pleasant surprise, and we go, actually, I'm in a better place than I thought. Or we go, this requires some attention. But it's so powerful because you can see how you can make the incremental changes that over time will give you the big, wow, I can't believe I did that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because, like I said, I'm just like wheel of life. Everybody, <laughs> wheel of life. Do it. It's amazing. Um, because I felt that impact on my own life. But actually, as you were talking there, something else popped into my head, which was when I was about to teach my first ever program, it was a coaching program and I asked my dad if I could like use him as my guinea pig basically yeah. to do the steps like that I wanted to kind of do in my program with him first yeah, and get some feedback from him. And it's interesting because I did the Wheel of Life with my dad and this is hilarious. It would only be my dad that would come up with this on his wheel of life. Uh, the, the complete opposite to everybody else that I've ever worked with, okay? Um, he His wheel of life had a 10 for fun, okay? Uh, yeah. But it had, like, a zero for, like, career. <laughs> so <laughs> the opposite of what everybody else tends to I have. love it. I love it. Yeah, and his, but it was really interesting because we had a laugh about it and stuff, but then he realized, he was like, actually, I've never really looked at it like that before. He was like, I thought that because I skydive all the time, because I scuba dive all the time, because I go off-roading on my motorbike, yeah. all of these things, he's like, I thought that, like, that means, oh, because I live in Spain, and, like, I thought that that means that, like, I should be like happy or satisfied and stuff like oh. that. He was like, and I've never actually realized what, what the like missing, like what was that little thing that was maybe not happy. Oh, was. wow. He was like, and now I'm realizing that it's because like money, money has always came very easily to him. So he, the career thing never really had to. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it didn't have to be the biggest focus. Mm. And so then he was realizing like, well, actually, maybe a career is something that I'm missing. And so sure, look, he then went off and bought a boatyard and now he... As you do. Yeah. As you do. A career <laughs> is missing. Off I go to buy a boatyard. Yeah, but, I, but I think there's power in, I mean, there's a lot to be said for leaning into fun because the fun lights you up and then fuels the creativity and that in turn helps you focus on you know the career or whatever whatever else you want and isn't it interesting that money came to him easily because he was having fun and he was living in a high energy exactly yeah which i think like a lot of people listening to this podcast need to hear that you know because a lot of people have that idea that you need to like work yourself into the ground or you oh. need to be like at a certain point in your career or you need to be successful yeah. that for all of these things need to be happening for money to come to you easily yeah. and it's it's really not the case it's like I've seen it in many different examples but my dad yeah. is just one of them 
Yeah, it's very far removed from the case. And actually, that was my experience in corporate. The more money I earned, the less freedom I felt I had. Yeah. That I felt more pressure. So I never got to a stage where I felt like, this is great. I have a certain amount of money now that I feel like I'm really fun and I'm free with it and I'm having so much fun. The anxiety, the underlying thing was always there. The the scarcity mindset, the fear um, and uh, I'll wait until this happens to do that. The conditional, the, the conditional yeah. uh, aspect of life. Whereas, I really think your dad should maybe launch his own coaching program, Kirsty. <laughs> uh, make fun your focus could be his program. Yeah. Make fun your focus. How to live an abundant life? Yeah, there you go. Well, it's it's just so funny to to, and it was really powerful for me for him to be the first person that I did that with because. Yeah. It's so often the reverse, like often with a lot of my clients, like I have to beg them to have fun. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, most people you go, what do you do? And I've had this with people, particularly, oh, and if anybody's listening and they're an overwhelmed and overworked, particularly moms who come to me, they're always down their own priority list. And when I say to them, you know, what do you do for fun or what do you do for yourself? They're like, mm. and I was that soldier. I mean, I, I was that person that I couldn't, I didn't know what support looked like. I didn't know what fun looked like. Or I, I, I thought I knew what fun would look like in the future yeah. when I had time and when I didn't have all these responsibility. So I agree. So I was that person on the wheel where I would have looked and gone, what do I do for fun when I've done all the adulting? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas your it's dad so was like, get the fun, get the fun out first and the adulting will be much easier. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's funny because he was like the first person that I did that with and had that really powerful insight. And then after that was just so many clients who, like you said, like single moms or just busy stay-at-home yeah. moms or yeah. even just people working in corporate or even yeah. running their own business. Yeah. But just really like not making any time for fun. And then when I'm trying to kind of get them to see the importance yeah. of that and prioritize it's honestly like trying to draw blood from yeah. sometimes you know trying to like get that yeah. awareness around how people are going I'm here to build my business Kirsty, or I'm here yeah. to have balance in my life I didn't know I was just signing up for you to tell me to go and have fun because I could have <laughs> done that all by myself you know it sounds yeah. counterintuitive I'm going to a coach and she told me to have fun yeah mm, yeah I don't know and I think I think that's why it's really, really important whenever you sign up to work with a coach that you have full trust in that person. Thousand percent. Because quite often they're gonna tell you maybe like things that you just didn't expect, you know? Yeah. Or like if somebody comes to me for business coaching and I start asking them about their whole entire life. And they're just thinking, you know, is she being really nosy? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this is the coach they warned me about, the one yeah. that's nosy. Like, and that's why I always say to them, you know, like it's really important that like you trust me if we're going to have this journey together. Like don't sign yeah. up to work with me if you don't trust me. Totally. I don't want that because it's not going to work for me or for totally. you. Totally. You know, because oftentimes your coach will get you to kind of like focus on things or explore things that like you said seem totally counterintuitive to yeah. why you're there yeah but having that trust and that like okay they they know something that I don't yet and they're guiding me towards that totally 
Totally. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, I've had that experience with clients that, that they're unsure in the beginning. And then when they really lean into the trust and they're, they feel comfortable, they have the biggest breakthroughs. And I, I remember asking one client in particular about that. And I said, like, what shifted for you? And she was like, I just got honest with myself because she wasn't showing up in a way of, you know, I don't know what this is and I have to present a certain way. She was like, uh, OK, this is what's going on um, because now I've now I've got the memo. Um, so I couldn't agree with more with you. And I always say to people, you have to be ready. You have to be a full yes. You have to be a full lean in excited yes. Because, um, and I think people look at me funny when I say this, I said, you love me in the beginning, you might hate me in the middle, and by the end, you're going to be delighted, but you you might be really uncomfortable. Um, but if this is what you're here for, I'm 100% committed, yeah. uh, you know, to, to being in this in this process with you. But yes, I don't think it works unless you you really trust the person that you're working with. And that, and that it feels like a good mix, a good fit. You know, because yeah, exactly. I'm not for everybody. Everybody's not for me. And the same with you, you know, so it has to be somebody that you go, yes, I can see myself working, working easily with this person and trusting this person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would love to because we've talked a lot about me and my changes and transformations that have happened over the past years, few years since we did our coaching certification. Mm. So I would love just if you feel okay to, for you to just share a little bit about the journey that you've been on, because I'm not the only one that has been on a life-changing few years. You have as well, in a huge way. Yeah, I think when I was reflecting, I think the biggest change, and this will this will align with, you know, me joining your retreat and the womb healing and the conversations I've been having with, with people as recently as this morning, where I'm like, who is this person? And how why is she saying these words? So I I, I started coaching as as I shared because I'd burnt out of a job and on, on the outside, everything looked like I had everything. I had a very su successful career. I was also that person. Oh, you want me to do somebody else's job? No problem. I won't let a ball drop. I'll come home. Um, I was married at the time. My children were youngish. So I was all things to everybody except myself. So I was the A-type driven, um, people pleasing, codependent, didn't know I was any of those things. When people said, you, could you be codependent? I was like, how very dare you? I'm very independent. <laughs> I, I left home at 18. and yeah. I have been out in the world doing the things. What are you talking about? Go away from me. Um, so I was that. I was so, I would say, reflecting now. And I, and I do mean this in a woo-woo way. Very disconnected from myself. Very, very disconnected from myself and who I was. So I was, I thought... Happily married, in a toxic job, burnt out, bit of time out, bit of recovery, retrain, new career, off we go again. So as you say, it's very powerful when you start on the on the journey of, of personal uh, development. And you cannot coach other people unless you've done the work yourself. You cannot bring somebody where you haven't been. And it doesn't mean everybody has to separate from their husband. Just spoiler alert. Uh, you know, that's not a requirement or a prerequisite. You don't have to move country, as you say. Now, also not a prerequisite. But it's looking at, um, for me, where I had this sense that things weren't right. And first it was internal and then it was external. And things things really weren't going well. Um, 
so that changed. What I also recognized was when that things weren't going well there, I had an awareness that my business, I wasn't growing my business. I couldn't seem to launch and I couldn't gain success. And I was like, what's this? So I had to look underneath what was really going on with me because I was like, it's not that I, I like I've been successful in my career. So there's no question I can run a business, launch a business, manage a business, get clients. It, it's not that. So that happened just over two years ago. Um, and that also kind of launched me into healing journey from my relationship with my mother who passed five years ago. Um, this pattern I had of being hard on myself, where that came from, uh, the inner critic, the type, where the type A came from and why when people said to me, you're very hard on yourself. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. I didn't know what people meant. And then I also didn't know what to do about it. And that was cause of frustration because I was like, if you just tell me how to not be hard on myself, then I shall go and do that. I thought it was as simple as that. And so when people went, you're very hard on yourself, Sharon, and I'd put my feet up all weekend and then nothing would be done. I was like, well, that's not working. So rather than I'll explore middle ground, I went straight back to being hard on myself. And so the cycle and cycle and cycle. And you and I both know when we look at one area in coaching and in our in our lives, it, it it's everywhere. It's how we're showing up. It's who we are. I think um, as well, something that you just said that I want to kind of point out for everybody listening is um, that you said um, when you looked at, for example, one area of your life and sorry, I'm just trying to like figure out how to like say this into words. Um Oh, it's gone. What's that saying? I know. I was gone? blocked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was blocked in business mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand. But when I reflected, I realized the things weren't good. My things weren't OK in my relationship. And oh, I was yeah. disconnected in a lot of areas. Looked like I was showing up great. Yes. Yeah, so that's what that's what I wanted to point out, because uh, we both said something really, really similar in our stories and that we both thought we were happy in a certain area of our lives. Yeah. And it turned out that we really, really weren't. Yeah. And that's why coaching is so powerful because it can help you to see things more clearly. It can help you to kind of unravel things. It can help you to gain those perspectives. Because like you said, um, I think the words that you said was what I thought was a happy marriage or I totally. thought I was happy in my marriage. Totally. And to me, what I thought was a happy and excellent yeah. successful career but in yeah. actual fact in both of those situations we weren't happy and we weren't being mm. true to ourselves it looked it, good on paper it looked good on paper <laughs> and and we looked it looked good out in the world to everybody yeah. it looked good yeah but I was like there's a massive disconnect here there's yeah. there's there's yeah there's something underneath it so I agree and you're you and I I want to I want to bring up this point as well I think this is very very important that what we do a lot of times when um, when something isn't working for us, mm -hmm. we go, we talk to the people who are in our current reality. Yes. So we talk to our friends and our family and we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that keeps us where we're at because that's where we're at. We've created that reality. That's the world we live in. So I didn't necessarily go outside my relationship. I actually, actually didn't at all. But I, I didn't know where to go and I couldn't get any perspective on it. And 
as soon as I went into coaching and I realized what this was, it gave me a different perspective and it gave me space to reflect. And I think that's where people don't realize it's this outside perspective. It's a neutral third party because your coach is never judging. Your coach is not going, God almighty, Sharon, your marriage is in an awful state, isn't it? They're not. You know, I know when people share with me, you know, what, what they consider is like, you know, I'm not really doing this and this is really working. And, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not judging. And why I share a lot of my story is so that people know, you know, I get it. I get it. And this is what it looks like to be human. But I think that's a mistake a lot of us make and a, and a mistake that I made. It keeps us stuck for a long time that we go to what's familiar and we speak to people who know us in this reality and we stay in it. So like you with your job, oh, it's great and it's great money, great stability. And the same with me and my job. You see, it was my career that I looked for outside advice. It wasn't my relationship because I focused on what I thought was wrong was the career. And then when I drew back everything, I was like, it's not just this. It's and not just funny this. is we both went to coaching for totally different reasons as yes. to what the actual problem was. Just like most people that come exactly. to me for coaching. Which is why I was saying before, like you need to be open and trust your coach yeah. because you might end up going somewhere that was totally unexpected. You definitely will go somewhere yeah. unexpected, I would say. And you will definitely have a better result than expected it will never not be worthwhile no matter what type be it with you with me with with whoever that is um unless you fall upon like a really poor coach it will never not be worthwhile it's always worthwhile any any reflection any outside perspective any just step back from the day-to-day -day and go you know i i hadn't ever asked myself what i wanted nobody had ever said hang on a second oh sharon like you know, so I'm working, I'm wifing, I'm parenting, I'm school runs, I'm I'm all of the things. I'm I'm a daughter, my mom was sick at the time, I'm supporting my dad, my sister's away. You know, you know, you're wearing all the hats. So nobody is really going in all of that when life is going on. Um, nor did I expect it. What is what is it you want? I did want to get married, no regrets there. I did want to have my daughters, no regrets there. Um like all that was who I was and what I was supposed to do and who, where I was supposed to be. Um, but it was later on as I evolved and as I was really looking at who I was and I wanted to move forward and grow. And I was like, something's not right. I can't put my finger on it. Um, that's the change. I changed. Um, so it was at that stage then the question of what do you want when you've done those things that you wanted and, and, and wanted at the time. And I think that's what's so powerful. And I and I, I do also find frequently people when they do trust you, it can be quite emotional for people because they've never had that space held for them where somebody goes, well, what about you? What is it you want and what would you like to do? And how can we how can we get you there? Um, yeah. So and like that's what I was saying about your excitement for me in coaching. Like you said, it, it's. It's very emotional, you know, because for me, like at that time in my life, like now don't get me wrong, like I had Stewie and stuff, but like it, it, it's not the same, you know, like but to like to have somebody who's sitting there in front of you and genuinely like curious about mm. you 
and your desires, your passions, yeah. like how are you feeling about this? And like asking you all of these questions and then feeling from them that like, they're not just asking me these questions like as a process one after another yeah. or whatever, like they genuinely care. They're genuinely like deeply listening and they're excited by what I'm telling them and they're excited for me. There's something like really, really powerful in that. Yeah, because Stewie's always going to have your back. Yeah, exactly. That comes with the job description. <laughs> that <laughs> comes with the relationship. That comes with the right to 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 be in your world. So Stewie's always going to have your back. Your dad's always going to have your back. There's certain people, they're always going to have your back. They won't necessarily know how to support you in growing in a different direction. Exactly. They they know how to support you where you are currently at. And they can cheerlead you and they can they can say the words and they can support you and have your back. It's not the same as being a catalyst exactly. for you to change. And I think a coach is a catalyst that really gives you a fresh perspective, helps you build a strategy, helps you make incremental changes for the quick wins to get you to the big changes so that you're in disbelief. So does it make it scary? It doesn't feel scary. It feels exciting. It feels like you're moving forward. You should always see a result. Doesn't doesn't have to be, you know, a Ferrari, <laughs> but you will see a result. It, it'll be your own personal Ferrari, you know, your internal Ferrari. You always have a result. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Like who could have who could have guessed when we were went into that coaching program? Who could have guessed where it would have led both of us? And no coincidence, it's Kirsty, because I will share this, you know, and I will share with the audience. I'm the least likely to be leaning into the woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no coincidence that, you know, you and I met and, and you're sharing that because you have had a had an impact on my life as well, because seeing your transformation and I already have the no like and I would say no like and trust. I will now call it no love and trust. But, you know, I already had that. So seeing you and seeing your transformation and hearing what you speak about. I'm curious because I already am in relationship and seeing the power where somebody just rocked up and went, I'm a, I'm doing womb healing. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> sling your hook, you know, uh, not today. Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I, so I really believe, you know, that's part of the journey as well, because I wouldn't have been open. I wouldn't have just gone with, okay, trust and surrender. Yeah. Um, but to your, to your point of trusting your coach, because I trust you and I knew I could be vulnerable I was like okay let's let's do this whatever this is <laughs> I'm off on my yoga retreat <laughs> oh my goodness and I like it's so funny because there was two two of you you and someone else who were coming on the retreat who both said to me like I don't know anything about yeah. the goddesses or the yeah. room energy or the oracle cards or anything yeah. but I just know that like I trust you and I want to do this. Totally. You know, like it just it just feels right. Um, I want to do this. But like I'm not very spiritual or I don't know much about it and stuff. And what I what I said was like, first of all, thank you for trusting me. Mm. Um, but then also it's it's not what you think, you know, mm. like the the spirituality and like the woo-woo, it's really not what you think. Totally. Um, like sometimes we think that like it's all about 
or we might get the appearance, sorry, like from the outside looking in that it's all about the crystals and mm. stuff like that. But it's it's not. It's about the, you know, the connection and the insights yeah. and the synchronicities and the divine timing. Like yeah. that's the spirituality. Um and all of the other stuff is just like tools and um, you know, instruments and things that we can help us and guide us and stuff. Um, yeah. but you you don't need to know anything about oracle cards to come yeah. out of a healing retreat like yeah. you don't need to know anything about crystals or goddesses to mm. heal and transform your life you know yeah and and yeah that's why it's so important i feel it's so important to speak about it because the people that i met some people were on a different stage in their journey and yes i was you know myself and this other person but Everybody was different. Everybody brought something different. And my experience was really powerful connection, like a really sense of community, really a safe space of non-judgment. Everybody is there to clear something, to work on something, to, you know, some to get some clarity around something. And and all my takeaways were positive so I can't say enough about leaning into the experience not judging it not having to understand it you don't need to necessarily know what the outcome is but when you go with the trust and go and are curious as you as you say just to be curious and I was I was like I'm a bit in my head about this yeah. and when people ask me I'm going to be like I'm going on a yoga retreat yeah. um, depending on who was talking to me yeah. and since I came back I was like I was on a yoga retreat oh you know but but with some people but um yeah I think it's important for people to understand it's not a, it's not just for a certain type of person it's not first you have to be this on a spiritual journey you have to have your oracle cards and your crystals you have to be familiar with cacao and what I love about it is all shapes sizes backgrounds people working in different areas and very, very, very wonderful humans, I will say. Very, very wonderful humans. And you know what's really interesting? Um, like think about for those of us that were on the womb healing retreat, think about, like you said, individually, just how different we all are, like in terms of like the work that we do our yeah. personalities our backgrounds like yeah. who we are our interests even our ages yeah but then at the same time through that retreat what we realized as well oh definitely was a huge thing for me was that okay yeah we're all totally different but we're actually all the same as well totally you know totally um like deep down we all are the same we all want the same things we all feel the same things we yeah. all are at different maybe stages on that journey but we are yeah. all just the same um and being able to kind of connect with you mm. all and to share that space with you all and like you said like the connections mm. on that retreat yeah and I think it's it speaks to don't only be in rooms you're comfortable in yeah. Like if you really want to grow and you want to have new experiences and you want to have fun in your life and you want to be seen and heard, but like, don't just go into rooms where you're like, I've got this, I know. And that has been a catalyst for me to be doing me doing so many other things. Like I did share with you, I was like, oh, I get to go back in the sea. I did a yo, I did a full yoga class. I'm now <laughs> officially a yogi. I think, I think if you do one complete class, you should be a yogi. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. I, you know, I stretched to do that. I went to casual choir, had to sing. I was like, 
I'm just going to try new things. So it was not just about that container and that one experience. It's It was also the catalyst for, well, do you know what? That's kind of lifted an energy and, and shifted something. Yeah. Let's explore this. Absolutely. This is much more fun. Yeah. I'm just listening there, Sharon. I'll just be one second. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, my laptop is more charged than it is. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that also kind of connects back to when I was saying in that coaching program that we did and when we had to pair up, like that was something that I was not comfortable in in the beginning. Oh, you know? like that was me really stepping out of my comfort zone and, and kind of putting myself out there in a way that, yeah. Previously, I wouldn't have done, um, but I went for it and it yeah. completely changed my life, you know. And I did also, even though I would not be somebody who was like introverted or shy, but I also, when I showed up in, in different rooms and different and new things, I always felt as if somebody, everybody else knew the secret that I didn't, that everybody else got a memo that I hadn't. So even though externally I'm very confident and, you know, that didn't phase me doing one to one or or whatever like that, it was still a stretch because I, I'm looking at those people and go, I'm never going to have that. I won't ever get to that. So that was a lack as well. And, you know, so and and when you look around the room of who was in our coaching qualification again, all ages, shapes, sizes, backgrounds, careers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, that was something on the retreat that, because I, I, I know that since then we've, we've chatted about this, but for a lot of people on the retreat, like we all learned something from the other people that was there, you know? So yes, for example, like, um, I, I know Rhea won't mind me mentioning her name in this, yeah. um, but I know that like Rhea, for example, she was really like sharing her journey of like True. body positivity and kind of yeah. that side of herself and exploring that part of her journey. And mm -hmm. I know that since the retreat, a few people who were on the retreat have said to me that that really stuck with them and it's made them reflect on their own relationship yeah. with their own body and their thoughts and feelings of their own body, you know? And I know that like, that's just one example. I use reacts. I know she wouldn't mind. Me. Oh, same. And same. Yeah. And I did say that to you as well. I yeah. said the fact that she was, it, it's again, it's somebody sharing their vulnerability yeah. and then not judging. Exactly. That gives you permission to just show up as yourself. And then when you show up as yourself, because you're not in your head about what do I look like and what do I sound like and what do people think, then that's really freeing. And then you can have a really powerful experience, which is which is what I know I had. And I feel that's what everybody on the retreat had. Yeah, I mean, the, the feedback, you know, from from everybody was along those same lines. And I think we all, I mean, we all knew it was going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of us, including me, could have anticipated just how amazing it actually was. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely something when women come together, for sure. But women coming together in that space and being open and accepting. And, you know, for me, I 
okay, I'm in the coaching space, so I'm I'm more open to putting myself in in different situations. But I was still anxious. I was still nervous. I got on the plane. I was like, I have no idea what I'm at here. I just knew I trusted you. Yeah. So at least I had that comfort. I was like, I have no idea. I'm just letting it go. And I get to show up. Um, and it took a while. But instantly when I arrived, I was like, oh. And I think everybody coming into the experience felt a little bit that. And then instantly went, there's a good vibe. These are good people. Yeah. These are good people and I can relax and show myself. And that's so it's no coincidence that people had deep experiences because you created that space where people could really just show up as themselves. And that's something pretty rare, yeah. you know. Yeah, it really was. We had such. And we had fun. Oh, my goodness, oh, Kirsty, so I was still I was still laughing. I was still laughing at the stories <laughs> and the sharing and the funny tales of, you know, people's escapades and yeah. and what what they get up to and some of your tales uh, from yeah. growing up I just thought again that was an that was another insight that was another side of you um you know so for people to understand as well it was just incredible fun it was just so much fun and yeah I also had to be dragged out of the pool because you know <laughs> they were saying to me is that not cold I'm like it's 20 degrees plus and the Irish seas currently, well, the Atlantic is uh, a balmy 15. Um, so I was like, oh, this is That's warm really for you. Yeah. This is really warm. This is really warm. I don't need my Wim yeah. Hof for this, you know. Um, but I think that's the nice thing to know. It was, I, apart from healing, it was very nourishing. Yes. Everything, being in that climate, being in that atmosphere, the food, uh, eating together, sharing stories, laughing together, Um was was really really powerful yeah I think as well um that was one thing that one of the other ladies said she said I've never laughed and cried so much true and it was really like both sides wasn't it because obviously we were doing this really like deep in our healing we were being yeah. very vulnerable we were really going through it in that way mm. um but we were in such a safe space and we were all so connected that we were able to do that but then five minutes later we'd be rolling around hysterically. absolutely absolutely and I think it's literally like 10xing your healing journey yeah. and 10x with 10xing the fun because you're in this container so it's yeah you're but and that is true that's a very good way to put it that it was literally like never cried as much or laughed as much it was the deep belly laughs Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Mostly led by your tales, I have to say, Kirsty. <laughs> so for anybody listening out there, it's not a requirement that I am on the retreat. It's just that Kirsty is hosting it because she's hilarious. <laughs> but do you know what? I actually I actually loved because I didn't expect us sitting around the dinner table on the evening to be such a huge part of the retreat yeah. and of the journey. Yeah. But it really was, you know, because just sitting around outside, like oh. under the blue sky and the sun and like eating these lovely nourishing meals and just talking like with other women about life. And sometimes it was really like lighthearted and funny. Sometimes we'd be talking about really deep and vulnerable stuff. Like everybody was feeling safe to get involved in the conversation totally. and share even like, their 
like worries or vulnerabilities and things that they would normally not share with other people you know and like even just outside of the practices that we were doing just sitting around the table together each evening eating dinner and talking oh that was key part of it for me as well oh that that feeling of community that like you know and it very quickly felt lovely and warm and familiar like you know a pair of arms around you it was fabulous that was part of the experience eating the meals together you know chilling together for me I definitely miss that when I came home I was like I want that in my life all of the time like that sitting outside around a table is just such a wonderful experience I mean there's not many times in your life where you're able to sit around a table with a group of women of all backgrounds all ages all personalities and just really like share what's on your heart without fear of like judgment or without fear of like being seen you know because sometimes we don't want to be seen in that way or there's maybe thoughts that we would have that like um like I know for example, like one of the ladies on the retreat was saying at one point that like normally when she's sitting around people, she has a lot of thoughts, but she would never like get involved in the conversation because then yeah. like somebody else would speak and then she'd think, oh, my time has passed. I'll just sit back. Whereas she was saying that like on the retreat, she actually felt like, yeah. no, like I'm I'm going <laughs> to speak as well. And like then she was getting that feeling of like, oh, they're all actually interested and they want to know what I have to say. And I think even somebody sharing that, even somebody saying, exactly, usually this is what I would do. And so I'm doing this differently. I I believe we probably cheered for that. I think we were like, yes, yes, because it's a breakthrough for somebody. And it feels like, you know, for the person having that experience, it's huge to have that support. It, It can, it can, appear like a minor thing and it's massive in that person's life so for that person to say this is what I usually would do but I feel safe to show up actually more like myself what's better than that exactly and 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 for those yeah that's what I mean there's there's just not many times where we are given that opportunity to do that as women and like yourself it's definitely something that I've missed since um yeah. like since the retreat has ended is is us sitting around the table and just oh. talking and laughing and, and sharing in that way yeah yeah very very powerful so and when's your I've next also one missed i've also missed the um treatments and the foot massage oh my goodness oh my goodness do you know what this is another thing i have embraced you know where i i, I you know i would have previously been in my head about you know, oh, don't say yes and don't be pushy and don't put yourself forward. And now I'm like, somebody goes, would anybody like it? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> would anybody? Yes, please. I have no idea what it is, but my hand is up and yeah. I'm open to it. I'm down yeah. for whatever, whatever you're offering. Yeah. I'm open to it. And and I think as well, you have created such a generous community as well. So people were like, you know, wanting to and willing to. And that, yeah, I mean, for for you as well to have that experience of people bonding in different ways and for me who uh, it's stretch zone and I'm becoming more comfortable in in that energy space and that treatment space that I was like bring it bring it bring it bring it and I'm and I'm endlessly fascinated when people say oh you have a block here or you have something and I'm like uh yeah I do how do you how do you know that I know that but how do you know that and and it's fun 
and it's fun and that that all contributed to as well people's generosity I mean that's one thing that like I was really blown away by because it was funny leading up to the retreat I got like one or two messages from people who were coming saying Mm. by the way Kirsty like if the answer is no there's no offense don't worry about it like I just thought I'd ask but um I was wondering if I could like do some of this treatment on people at the retreat if they'd like it and for everybody listening like I mean this is a guest who's coming to the retreat asking could I share a treatment with people when I'm at the retreat like for free yeah and she was like obviously asking my permission and I was just like oh my god yes like why would I say no to that and she was like oh just because some people might think like I'm this is your thing or I'm stepping Mm. on your toes and I was like no like the more healing and giving and connecting going around the better it doesn't I'm creating this container that doesn't mean that it all has to be about me and come from me you know um and so then on the retreat there was a few different people who were like sharing different treatments and stuff and it was hilarious because there was one day where so I was sitting outside getting a reflex on my retreat that's right I was sitting out on a sofa in the sun getting a reflexology treatment and Anita who actually owns the retreat space comes yeah. outside and she did a double take that's right <laughs> me. and then she was like, and she comes walking over and she was like I don't know what kind of retreat this is but I want to host one <laughs> I remember that reaction that was magnificent yeah, yeah. because you were just like <laughs> but it, you know it was it, it was that same thing like you were said you said you know like there could have been this block in me and like I'm hosting the retreat I can't say yes to getting a treatment of somebody but then on the other hand like why not this lovely generous kind person yeah. who's came to my retreat wants to give something to me and to give something to the other ladies and isn't that lovely mm. and then allowing myself just that like 10 15 that's minutes. it yeah, yeah that's that's absolutely it and I think that's testimony to the community that you've created so that's how you show up in the world and then that's the type of people that yeah. that you attract and and I think that was one of the things that was so wonderful that very quickly people felt very comfortable, very relaxed. We felt like we bonded very quickly. And I know that's part of when you're doing healing work. But but still, I, it was like everybody brought their vibe. Yeah. And, and so I think it was like doubled exactly, as you say, with the treatments, with the with the fun, with the I mean, Rhea actually had one evening suggested that she may have had some M&Ms. And I was like, Rhea, we had chocolate cake. And I was like, I was about to go. Has anybody got any chocolate? And the day we were leaving, she brought out a few M&Ms. And she said, I promised you M&Ms, Sharon, there's your M&Ms, you know. And I was like, this is the life. This is how life should be lived. Literally in this this vibe of generosity and fun and, and giving. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, What's interesting, because you were saying that everybody like brought their own stuff to the retreat. And I just want to point out as well that they did in terms of like their gifts and their personality, but also in terms of the reason why they were there. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but from everyone that was there, there was no two people who were there for the same reason. Oh, I noticed. yeah. 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 Which is really interesting because you think like, womb healing like oh everybody's there to heal their womb or whatever <laughs> but in reality like half of the people there don't even know what womb healing means you know totally. they, just, 
they just trust in me and the work that I'm doing with them, you know. Um, but the, the when we were kind of sharing and getting deep into it, like the the root and the reason that everybody had kind of came to this retreat and to this experience, all of those stories were completely different. And I think that's because you walk the talk. So it, people don't have to understand what womb healing is. They just have to know, well, Kirsty's. this is how Kirsty's showing up in the world. This is how she is in the world. This is what she's sharing and she's teaching and she's talking about something's working. I don't have to understand the mechanics of what it is or know what it looks like. I mean, I would still, you know, if somebody asked me what it is, I would be like, well, I can tell you what happened in my experience, but I still wouldn't be really be able to explain what it is. But I don't need to know that. I just know that I went and I trusted and I had an incredible experience and it's led to all kinds of other things since I came back. Yeah. And I think like I think as well, that's a really important part of the womb healing journey is just kind of letting go of yeah. needing to know exactly what's going to happen. Totally. Or needing to have these expectations or like what's going to be the exact outcome that I'm going to achieve here. Sometimes. Okay. The womb healing journey is just about saying, like, look, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to give myself an opportunity to have an experience, even though totally. I don't know what that experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to be open to it unfolding in whatever way it unfolds. Because when we have expectations, mm-hmm. it often blocks us from having totally. the experience that we really need. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And that's how I was. I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. But, (laughs) you know, I'm getting on the plane and then I'm in your capable hands. So that's exactly. I had no expectation because I had no idea what it it would be. Um, And, you know, um, what like one of the best things for me was on the retreat. And I still just think about it and get this big smile was because, like you said, like before you coming to the retreat, you just didn't really know anything about yeah like womb healing or this even the woo woo as we were calling it totally and then by like day two of the retreat like just so many things were happening weren't they like so many synchronicities and like when we were doing the oracle cards and stuff that was hilarious messages that, that was hilarious, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, and I'm happy to share. Like, I had had an experience. I had had a woo-woo experience where a very good friend of mine is a, a, a hypnotherapist, and I've been having hypnotherapy treatment with her, and she's also a medium, so I had had a reading. And anybody who knows me out and about in the world is like, did she just say what I think she said? And I have shared this with, with people. And I had a reading, and it was my mother who came through, and that was part of my healing process and then I was like okay so obviously next step is I had booked I was going on the womb healing retreat going okay trust and surrender went for hypnotherapy had a reading beforehand no such thing as a coincidence this came through and then arrive on the retreat so so there's step one there's this mediumship reading step one woo woo step two woo woo is woo healing retreat step three is I arrive and the girls are like pull a card pull a card pull a card and I'm like okay and I pull a card and it's the mother card and I'm like laughing hysterically and then crying and then laughing and going aha universe okay okay you know these words are the least likely words to ever come out of my mouth Kirsty. and (laughs) but I think it's important for people to know it's exactly to that 
when you when you just surrender to what you think it's supposed to look like or and surrender to the judgment of what you think something is and lean into the experience doesn't mean everybody's going to have the same experience doesn't mean everybody's going to go every single bit of that was mind-blowing but you are definitely going to have some kind of incredible experience and some kind of takeaway if you're open and if you're curious Um, and for me that was the night I arrived and for me that was the lid was off then I was like, well, whatever this is, I'm down and I'm here for all of it. And I'm leaning fully in because this is insane. Yeah. This I, think, is... I think we were all the same on the first night, wasn't it? Um, like, even if there was a bit of like uncertainty or nerves of anybody like on the way there, it yeah. was like as soon as we all sat down together, like yeah. you said, the lid was off, you know, like the walls came down on the first night, didn't they? And I could see that happen in everybody, like even those in the group who maybe when they arrived were a little bit more internal and reserved like it was very quickly that they began to even like and you could see it you could see it in everybody like everybody kind of opening up and their true like personality totally words beginning to actually come through which was really amazing and I've shared this with so many people I have never met somebody that I liked and then they've opened up and shared more of themselves that I haven't liked them more if you like somebody or if you meet and in general humans are good and I it's the most powerful thing and I say it all the time because that is my experience I'm like I like that person and then you know you get a little bit deeper and deeper and deeper and they they show more of themselves and you're like like you more because you're this messy glorious human and it was that it was like all of us going there's a messy human over there. There's a messy human over there. This is okay. These are my people. Yeah. And like zero judgment um, and zero feeling of like, can I say this or can I not say this? You know, it was all just like us being like, no, I'm saying whatever like comes up, just whatever like feels right for me to say without Mm -hmm. having to worry about that kind of stuff, you know, whereas sometimes in our like daily lives, we have certain relationships with the people that are in our lives you know so we can't always just say exactly what's on our heart of course not no like oh she's off again exactly you know because well like think about it if you're sitting around the dinner table and all of a sudden you're saying well you know like I was actually feeling a bit anxious and thinking like should I speak up about this or not it's just not the time or the place, <laughs> is it? I mean, like, everybody's trying to eat their dinner. Like, give it a rest. <laughs> Get over yourself. Everything's not about you. Yeah, but, like, whereas at the retreat, it wasn't like that. It was like, this actually is the time and place. Totally. You know, so whatever you have to say, say it. Yeah. And I really, it. really feel like everybody did that. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah. I'd love to know, um, just before we go, Sharon, I'd love to know, like, for the people that is is listening, um, like, in terms of, like, what either, like, the womb healing retreat or just womb healing in general was, because I know before coming to it, you had no idea what womb healing was. No. Like, you told me, like, I don't know anything about the woo-woo stuff. It was no. totally new to you. And I know that there's a lot of other women out there yes. who could really, really benefit from mm. this type of 
retreat or wound healing work or practices, but maybe they feel the same way. Maybe they're like, I don't really know what to expect. I don't know what wound healing is. So like, what would be your message? I would say, okay. I'm really putting you on the spot, yes. No, and it's okay. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm really, I'm really leaning into... Yes, I think what I shared with you in the questionnaire beforehand and, you know, because for for people who have never had this experience, you had a questionnaire because you were very intent on everybody getting from the experience what, what they needed, wanted, desired. And so I had shared with you one of the things, despite being on a healing journey and beside being in the coaching space, because I'm still on a journey from being type A driven, one of the things I felt disconnected, I felt a little bit of disconnect with my body. So for me, it was that space, the the bit of yoga, the, you know, and, and this being seated and being in community. And from a womb healing perspective, I would say, for me personally, understanding the relationship with my mother and the the trauma that was there and the pain that was there and the compassion. So understanding that she passed her pain down. And for me to recognize she did the best she could with what she with what she had and to understand that and be compassionate as a way of me being able to leave that in the past and move forward. So while it's about the woo woo, it's also very it's like very it's like 10 xing your your healing. Um, So for me, it was about I knew it was about the relationship with my mother because that was kind of a catalyst for a lot of change in my life as well, because when she passed I didn't expect the depth of grief so for me it was leaning into the grief and going this isn't passing and I know there's something there that I'm supposed to know and understand so for me it was having compassion understanding when you did the generational trauma piece when we went what do I know about my mother this was her life what do I know about my grandmother this was her life so how they showed up was a result of what their life looked like so I suppose it's yeah, it's, I think it's compassion is the word. Having compassion as a way of finding forgiveness and being able to let go of that part and understanding the both and. Yes, it was hard. And yes, she was hard on me. But she also loved me. And both things can be true. Yeah. And she also did the best with what she knew. Um, and she, she didn't have the tools and she didn't have the opportunity. So for me, it was really to lean into that and go, you know, what is it that I don't want to pass to my daughters? And how is, what is the, what is the journey to that? Or what does that look like for me to go? I want to leave that in the past. I want to have compassion for my mother, for my grandmother. And I want to not bring this forward. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Like I think um, a big word that was coming, kind of coming up for me as you were saying that is just like the awareness of it. You know, because a lot of these these things that might be like ruling our lives and our journey are often unconscious things that we're not aware of. Or maybe we're aware of them in one way, but we haven't really got like a full understanding of them or we haven't looked at them from different perspectives. Yeah. And I think when people spoke about generational trauma, I I didn't know what that was. I had heard the word. I had heard the words, but I didn't know what that was. And I didn't understand how, and it makes sense when you understand it, how our DNA, what's in our DNA can be passed down. And so 
that patterning and that trauma and that struggle can be passed down in our DNA. And there is a way of, you know, and not to go too far into it, but there is a way of, you know, breaking free of that, of working through it, um, doing the exercises, really leaning into it and then being compassionate. And for me, it was it was so important for me, if nothing else, that I would lean in and let that go. It's it's part of the journey I've been on. And um, so, again, not judging, not knowing what it would look like and go, OK, this now makes sense. And now I understand. So while I'm here, let's let's do this. So that's what I would say to people. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to say, well, I don't have any trauma. My mother was lovely and, you know, I wasn't and I don't have, you know, it's not about that. It's about bringing what you have and going, actually, I've realized where this is showing up. And actually, I realize how this is holding me back and I'm ready to let this go. It doesn't have to look how mine looked, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's what I would say. And I would, again, just say, don't just be in rooms where you're comfortable because you can be in rooms where you're uncomfortable and you are going to have the best time. Like the retreat will go down as one of the best experiences of my life. And that is because I was open to it and I leaned in and I didn't judge myself for being, this is so, this is so <laughs> far out of my lane. <laughs> um, this is so not me. This, yeah. Who is this woman? Um, and I had fun with it. I had great fun with it. So you can do the healing. You can do the work. And you can have fun. And I do feel lighter. I do feel much, much lighter since then. I think, so. I think as well, that's something that's really important because often when we have like really been through some shit and we're on that part of our healing journey, we often take it very, very seriously. And I get why it's serious work. You know, it's mm -hmm. deep work. But at the same time, we sometimes take it so seriously that like we forget how to laugh. We forget how to smile we forget how to have fun we forget how to be playful um and I think that's something that like on the retreat we all kind of were experiencing was like we can actually do this really deep and heavy work but at the same time like we can be just laughing uncontrollably and having like the most fun I feel like at some stage my face was sore from laughing and my throat was sore from laughing. I was like, she, for real, I was like this, it, it, like one thing after the other. And I think that's an energetic release as well. So yeah, it's doing the work, but it's not about getting stuck in it and being in a therapeutic space. It's not about all sitting around crying and feeling sorry for ourselves. It's about letting it go and moving on, letting it go and moving on. And what does this look like? And how do we not let this hold, her, hold us back? And and how do we become aware of, you know, how to how to break patterns? So, um, I do want to say this. Um, I think because you're walking the talk and how you're showing up in the world, um, I think it's really really powerful. Because I never would have, I never would have had this experience. I never would have had this healing experience. I never would have even known I needed it. Um, yes. Type A driven in my head. Uh, wanting to do everything right um, and judging myself. So I think it's so important. And I think if anybody is in the least bit curious or going, I wonder what this is or questioning, I would say definitely lean into your community and ask questions and, and connect with you. Because for me, the type A driven, analytic, analytical, competitive, showing up in the world a certain way and wanting to do everything right 
um, to lean into the woo-woo and go, my goodness, that was one of the best experiences I had. Then then there's power in it, you know. Absolutely. And I guess it all kind of comes back to just allowing you, like you said, just allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to be in spaces that do make you like stretch and grow rather than just being surrounded by like the same people and in your comfort zone all of the time. And um, because I know like for some on the retreat, it was just like, oh yeah, this is like, yeah. you know, this is like my space. Like I know that I'm going to be comfortable here. But then for some on the retreat as well, mm. like I was getting messages saying like, firstly, I totally trust you, but I just want to let you know, like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like oh, I same. don't know about any of this. And I was like, don't worry. You I was the same. Yeah, just- I'm, I'm not comfortable in that space at all. I yeah. wasn't going with, you know, whew, I'm here. This is it. I'm, I'm comfortable. And what I will say is since then, so since the separation, uh, there was a period of time that I, I, I really, it was really challenging for me to go, even though I'm very confident, to go places on my own and to embrace um, experiences on my own. And I was very in my head and that was all about me and not the other people. And since the retreat, I've been like, this is a bit of me. I'm going to try it. <laughs> this is a bit of me. I'm going to try and What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. It'll be awful and I won't do it again. What's the best thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? This could be really fun. And I have embraced those kind of experiences since the retreat because that freed something up where I was like, I can actually be out in the world and, and be myself. Who knew? And people might like me and I might just have a bit of fun along the way. So I think that's also a ripple effect of the work that you're doing and the retreat that I was like, do you know what? I leaned into that and that was such a wonderful experience. Let's try a few other things on precise. So it's not just about the retreat and doing the work. It's about how that shows up in the rest of your life and what that looks like. And it's another step to not change, but being yourself. Yeah, really being yourself. I mean, I, and like that's something that's really important, you know, is like the work that we do on the retreat and the experiences that we have on the retreat. It teaches us that we can do that in other places in our lives, you know, just like the lady at the table who had said, I normally wouldn't like that is involved in the conversation and, and say stuff. But like, I, I feel like I want to now, like, to me, I was thinking like, this is the start of an exciting new journey for her, you know, because now she's done it at this table. She might then go away and feel more comfortable to start doing that at other tables and to start using her voice and speaking Mm. her own truth and stuff, you know, and it's like at the retreat, we were planting all of these little seeds that as we then go Mm. back into our daily lives, those ideas and experiences that we had grow Mm. and change into something more. Oh, when I went to do yoga, my, my first full yoga class, I mean, I had that moment of, I don't know what I look like. I'm being out of my head and I could face plant. And then I was just like, oh, just lean into it and it's fun and it doesn't have to be perfect. And the people were there were fabulous. They were just lovely. And I had a great experience because I just went with a different mindset. I just went with everybody started like, I mean, I'm not awful, but I wouldn't, be, you know, I've never done an entire class. And I was like, what about if this is fun? What about if I just show up and go, this is fun and I meet really nice people and it's not about whether I do a perfect downward dog or or not. And I think that's what you're creating, that I was like, everybody started somewhere on the journey, like the retreat. Some people were on 
a spiritual journey. Some people were in the energy space and other of us, others of us were, oh, curious, not sure, a bit terrified. And so uh, exactly to your point, then so you go out in the world and you go, well, I've never tried this before and I'm not really sure. But let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. I've done so many fun things since I came from the retreat that I never, I've just went, yes, yes, and yes. And let's have a bit of fun. And some of them I won't ever do again, but I don't regret trying them. That's <laughs> true. But I don't regret any of them that I tried. I was like, okay, that was good. And, and that's yeah. a no, but yeah. having a great time, having a great time. So really, really appreciate what you're up to in the world. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm really glad that we got to do this. Um, before we head off, do you want to tell, now I'll put your links in the oh, description, yes. but do you want to tell people where they can find you? You can find me at the moment stretching myself on Instagram, currently doing reels, how much I have grown. Uh, it's at I underscore coach official, at I coach official, uh, Sharon Redmond on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's the easiest way to get me. Um, because all my links are in Instagram and my link tree. Um, and I'm always happy if anybody would like to reach out, if they want have more questions about the retreat and they're not comfortable going straight to you and they want to know what it looks like to go into that container. Um, I'm, I'm down for any questions. I'm happy to share any experience because I think um, I'm so grateful that I had that experience and I, and I know I will feel the impact for a long time. And you are not, you and I are not finished with what we're up to in the world. You know, well, we, we get to stay connected for both of us. Yeah, yeah. We get to stay connected and, and circle back and see what we're up to. So yes, that's where people can find me. Thank you so much, Sharon. And thank you. For it's been my up. pleasure. It was a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you later. Bye.